on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, broadcasting and podcasting live from the Structure First Eloquent Online Studio in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Every branch, every building, everything makes a statement. If your building, if your branches are not making the statement you want, give our friends at Structure First a call. Bold, beautiful, dynamic spaces for your financial brand. Hey, today, speaking of Texas, we're going to be going one state north to the great state of Oklahoma. You know, you will meet CEOs sometimes who came into their position and it was social media that was something they had to manage or it was mobile banking that they had to sort of get their arms wrapped around. Well, our guest today, Chris Bauer, he's been at Endurance Credit Union through all of it, going back to the early 2000s. So he has seen that complete transformation from how our friends at Alec put it, from the velvet rope line to the brand in the palm of your hand on your smartphone. And as a historian, which is what I really am in formal training, I'm a historian, I just thought that was fascinating that he has borne witness to this transformation, not as a CIO, CFO, COO, uh, ABCDFG. You know, he's been the CEO of that credit union through all of it. And I can tell you that more and more we continue, and when we make these uh, invitations to CEOs, I have noticed a generational change. What used to be almost entirely baby boomers, it is now becoming a lot of the times my generation, generation X, and we talk about that in the interview. Does that, does that, you know, Generation X is a bit unique, and, and to some extent, so are the baby boomers, but Generation X grew up in the three channels and PBS, AM, FM, radio, the push button station setting, four on the floor, three on the tree. Yes, millennials, you can go Google all of that. And yet we, we kind of got, well, not kind of, we did get to see this technological transformation happen primarily as professionals and certainly as adults. And I do think it has given us a a view that we, we don't believe everything is going to do what it says, that cynicism that is woven into the, uh, the tapestry, the DNA of Generation X. Uh, we, we don't believe that you know everything, we're not going to make airplanes out of bark chips and stuff like that. However, we have been open-minded to the possibility that Americans one day may actually want to do the most basic banking transactions somewhere other than what we used to call the brick-and-mortar branches. We recorded this interview earlier this week, and apparently Blog Talk Radio had um, only one of their 9-volt batteries plugged into the back of the server, just a tiny bit of uh, fuzz and stuff that I really couldn't eliminate in the studio feed, but it doesn't take away from the interview one bit. Hey, like I said, we're going up to Oklahoma. We're going to talk to Chris Bauer, and we're going to do it all right after this. Hey, it's conference-quality information without the $13 light beer, without the fear of the coronavirus, and without the expense report. It is the Structure First Power of Performance podcast. 
That is right. A little Def Leppard on the podcast today. Power of Performance Podcast. That is why you need a pop filter when you're doing this. Hey, the, the credit union is inviting its members and potential members to come grow with us. And leading all of it is CEO Chris Bauer. And we asked him how he was doing. Good, Jason. Glad to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you. Yeah, Oklahoma. Fun fact, I went to basic training in the United States Army at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, back a thousand years ago during the Crusades, uh, 1986. Uh, But you have been in a leadership position uh, as the banking marketplace has gone from the rumor of Internet banking and and all the ads, you know, bank at home in your bathrobe and all that stuff to something completely Something other than that, but that seems old now. Internet banking, online loan application, social media, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, deposit a check with your phone, and now, of course, mobile banking apps. Tell us about that. What has it been like to be a leader through all of that? Other than meaning that I'm old, <laughs> I would say <laughs> that, uh, well, it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, clearly it's been challenging. Uh, especially for the smaller you know, to mid-sized credit unions, uh, being able to implement some of the technology changes that are out there. But for myself personally, uh, it's, it's, it's a really good question. You know, I worked for a very large multi-billion dollar credit union back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. And I thought it was really cool when we were on the leading edge of actually having people that could create our own web page and do online banking. <laughs> you know, from, you know, at that time, you had people that just lined up around the corner to come in and, and put their, their check in. And yes. you know, at the end it moved to, like you said, it was more you can do things from home. And the, the one good thing is it did cut down on the branch traffic because one of the things we noticed as an organization once we started that – that you had a whole lot more membership not coming into the branch. And, right. you know, they were really could do a lot of their, you know, direct deposit became a big thing. And then, of course, like I said, you had the online banking and then web pages. And it was really interesting to be a part of that and to see that happen because when you go to a smaller institution, you want to try to implement those things as well as, as long as it's cost efficient. So hmm. uh, it also brought in some other challenges because, you know, you started dealing with identity theft a lot more. Yeah, uh, you know, there you go. Things, yeah. You know, remotely. Uh, and then, of course, you had the mobile apps that came out uh, down the road. That started to catch a lot of steam, and people started doing that instead of doing the online banking. Uh, so I got to see it move from online banking into mobile apps. And then some, like I said, credit unions are smaller, couldn't really implement some of these technology uh, items early on because they couldn't afford it. Now it's becoming yeah, a little exactly. bit more mainstream, a little bit more affordable. Uh, and then you got the millennials that like those types of things. So you, it's really imperative now that everyone that can afford to do it uh, has those things. So yeah, credit unions become more like a like a technology company than it has been a finance <laughs> exactly. company. Really, I mean that's, that's a, the way it feels. You have that's to be, a great way to put it. Yeah, that's just we have to be more more technological, you know, technological in in how you do business. Uh, I, I was just having a conversation before. Uh, you know, we, we had this uh, call today that, you know, we were talking about some things because we're going through a core conversion and some things that were going to affect us, and they start getting into these tech terms and integrations and things, and it, it gets pretty compli- you know, complicated. So many moving po- parts now than there used to be. Uh, I remember when the debit card came out was a big thing. 
Uh, that and, was a big you deal. Know, now it's Apple Pay. <laughs> Right, exactly. So it's amazing how far we've come. It, it is. And in social and media, like I said, I, I think um, you, you but have, but you have a perspective of it because I think you told me you're in that Generation X dynamic, correct? Um, mm-hmm. So we, and I am too. We grew up where a lot of that stuff today that is normal seemed like science fiction. The whole concept, you know, when I think about the smartphone, it was the, it was the communicator they had on Star Trek uh, reruns that I was watching back after school when I was a kid. And what you said just now, I didn't want to forget this, is you talked about moving from banking products, you know, selling banking products to being basically a, a technology apparatus, mm-hmm. which is true. And that was something that, you know, I was certainly guilty of in 2000, telling all these credit union president, hey, you buy internet banking, you'll never have another problem in the world. Oh, but you're going to have to hire an IT guy now, and that's going to run you 60 grand a year. I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. It, so it is. It is like the more things have changed, the, we've got, I think we've gotten away from just the products and services, features, and benefits, and it becomes a, an experience where if you want to know what your balance is, you should be able to pick up your, your phone, boop, 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 your four-digit pin or whatever, and boom, you move on. You guys seem to really get that. And I've been meaning to, I've been asking everybody in our generation, does being mm-hmm. from Generation X help you? Did it make you more flexible, for instance, when you heard about the mobile app? That didn't sound crazy to you. It sounded like the next logical step. I feel like how long you've been the president of that credit union, given your age, I'm just curious, has mm-hmm. that, did that Generation X experience make you more open to some of these tech possibilities that maybe an older person might not have seen the value in. Well, I think there's some validity to that. Also, the fact that we had millennial children, and you're starting to see when they got older, too, that how they're using their banking. And uh, I think having uh, you know the, the millennial generation working for you, too, I think that opened your eyes that you really needed to be a little bit more open, especially and, and social media too. I mean, you mentioned social media oh, before big too. Time. Big I mean, time. it's really changed how we market and how we really do business in the communities in which we serve. Um, yeah. it, when I got in this business, there wasn't any Facebook or Twitter or exactly. Instagram, and now we have all those pages that we have to all maintain yep. every day. Uh, but yeah, yep. I think. Yeah, I think being a Gen Xer and kind of being in the middle of it, I mean, you know, in your 30s and 40s when all this was transpiring, yeah, I think you're a little bit more open to change and realize technology trends were coming and that it was something that you really needed to do where some people just really wanted to stay more old school. And those credit unions probably in banking banking, uh, places didn't survive because of it. A lot of them didn't. (laughs) A lot of them didn't. I spoke at over 400 credit union events when I was doing that full time, and I used to start my session by saying, "If it was, this would be like 2007, 2008, and if you could believe it, there was, there, you know, the IBEW credit union of pipe fitters in Madison, Wisconsin, with their four million dollars in assets, is at the conference this this year in Wisconsin." I would make this little joke that if you're a credit union that has not embraced you know, having online banking, the ability to pay bills online, and, you know, an interactive website, you should look around and find someone to merge with. And there was always one or two of those, you know, presidents of smaller credit unions that would take some offense at that. But, I mean, I was there the next year, and a lot of times 
a lot of times they want. Well, let's, let's talk about your credit union. I told you off the air, I love the name because endurance is actually a word. And it makes a bold brand statement that we're here for the long term. Uh, we made jokes right. about there was like a period of time where every credit union, I couldn't tell if they were a credit union or a pharmaceutical company, Sonterra, Young Vera, Long Vera, you know, all these weird yeah. pharmaceutical sounding names. Endurance, Federal Credit Union, Endurance. It makes a, a statement. Tell us why the member owners of Endurance Federal Credit Union love banking with y'all. Well, I think first and foremost, because of my staff, you know, I think right. we've established not only with a new brand and I, which I think is, and I agree, an exceptional name, but we have established a culture amongst our, you know, our staff, and I think that that relates into their member service and what they do in our community. I, I think that you know we're in a small knit community uh, of Duncan right. and also our branch in Elk City. Uh, so we're a known entity, and which could be a positive or a negative, depending on what kind of service you're providing in, in your communities that you, that you serve. But again, I think it just boils down to I have an amazing staff that does a great job of you know taking care of, of the membership, and we have members all over the country. So right. you know, being the, that we are the old Halliburton Employees Federal Credit Union, oh yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> that they had a long reach. Yeah, Halliburton all over the has employees all over the world. <laughs> so I mean, I think that uh, the fact that we talked about, you know, for a credit union of our size, we've really kept up with the changing technology. So I think that you know they don't have to be looking at a larger institution to get the same type of quality services that they they want. Uh, we have very competitive rates on both our. Uh, loans and shares, uh, checking accounts. Um, and then I, I think you know, we just essentially are still small enough that we can be there to talk to somebody, you know, that the members can have someone to talk to, to right. come in and talk about, you know, have that personal relationship. I, th I think that's one of the things that really sets us apart from uh, other financial institutions in the area. They're not from here. They're branches that were right. put here. You got to talk to somebody exactly. in Dallas or Oklahoma City or Arkansas or something like that. We're here. We're here. We're grown here. We're, that's why we say come grow with us. We started here. You want to continue to grow? Grow with us. And before we let Chris go, I did ask him that had he not gone into the world of the credit unions and banking marketplace, what other career might he have considered? Well, uh, I would say I actually did have a career outside of the banking world early on. I tell a lot of people this, and they're like, you got to be kidding me. But I actually was in, I was in radio and television, mainly oh, wow. radio, when I came out of college. And I did pursue that for a little while, and then I got into the financial world and really fell in love with it and you know, made myself a home in this industry. Uh, but I would say outside of that, if I could just choose a career, I might have considered meteorology. Uh, you know, being in Oklahoma, we're in Oklahoma, that, you know, that yes. tornado alley, you know, with all the storms. Oh, yeah. I've always yeah. just kind of been fascinated by it, you know, and the storm chasing. And, and uh, you know, I'm just kind of a weather junkie, so I would say if I had it to do again and I couldn't do this, I would probably say meteorology. Chris made so many good points. It was hope, hard to keep up with all of them, but the one that really stuck with me was when he said, you know, we've gone from being a purveyor of banking products to a technology 
concern. And, you know, when I hear all this stuff about fintechs, basically any banking brand that's doing business in 2020 is in some ways a fintech. So it was a really fascinating, interesting interview. And I told Chris we appreciated him coming on the show, and he was welcome back anytime. Yeah, absolutely. It was my pleasure. Awesome. Great job. Great job. Yep. Great interview. I couldn't wait to edit that and listen back to it. So much great information. Still very, very much fascinated by this this move into the CEO office of my generation. I, I kind of talked about that a lot when I was speaking professionally back in the mid and late 2000s. And now, of course, the rumor is becoming the reality. Chris, a little unique in that he has been a CEO, gosh, for a long time. That would have put him probably a CEO in his 30s, I'm guessing. I, I don't remember exactly how old or how young he said he was, but a very, very interesting gentleman, and I was so glad that we had him on, got a chance to have him on the show. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we'll be celebrating 10 years of doing the Power Performance Podcast. I'll take a few minutes next week to thank everybody that's helped out over the years. I guess I could just list all the other banking podcasts that have come and gone during our tenure, but that would take a three-hour show, basically. So we're not going to do that, but it has been um, fascinating to think about that next next week, it'll be 10 years since we first had the crazy idea of picking up the Vonage you know, punch-button phone and calling into the Blog Talk Radio studio studio format and and did a show with almost no preparation and no notion of who would listen. In the first week, we had a whopping 43 people download the show and listen to this show. And of course, it's about a thousand a week now on average. Thank you so much for listening to the Structure First Power Performance Podcast. My name is Jason Dyes, and this is the show that asks the question, if your brand, Endurance Federal Credit Union, was a band. Would you leave the audience wanting more? And until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain, and the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. Oklahoma, every night my honey lamb and I sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. We know we belong to the land and the land